Hi, I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are discussing Mr. Miracle number 10, the Mr. Miracle to be. This was a fun issue. Very different from what we read before, but super fun. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Can I just say that I just, I'm so happy that the theories have joined Varda. I had no idea that was going to happen. And they wouldn't leave her behind. They, they're, they're great friends. I thought for some reason they would be still with Dark Side, but they're like, apparently they, they have a, well, of course, apparently this is a 40-year-old comic book, but they definitely are on her side. That's cool. Yeah, and there's they're loyal to her. They're just such a great group of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know you love them all, Matt Harriet and the rest. Yeah. I mean, Barda is my favorite, of course, but yeah, the rest of them are cool. It just makes me smile seeing Barda on the first few pages. She just looks so, so tough. It's like such a leader. Yeah. She's just in yeah. charge. I love this issue in part because it all feels so completely arbitrary. Yeah. We had all the big battles on Apocalypse in the last couple issues, you know. There's all the apocalyptic villains. And in this case, the heroes come back from Apocalypse and they're all just in the middle of a desert and all of a sudden they get dragged in the middle of the spy story. And everything just seems to be kind of almost dreamlike in a way. It's not yeah. connected to anything. And that just makes it so like so fun to me. Weirdly fun though. Yeah, it was interesting. I For some reason, I thought the, um, you know, the head was going to be associated with dark side and he's not he, he's just a villain he's just this ordinary well not ordinary but he's just this kind of regular sort of villain yeah part of this conspiracy to basically blackmail the the world i don't think it's blackmail by the way it's extortion that's the word Extort, yeah yeah so kirby gets that wrong what what did you make of that like kirby took a total left turn from the apocalypse wars it was interesting. I mean, I was expecting Apocalypse and then it's like, and then in the beginning when they meet some of the soldiers, I thought one of the soldiers was the head. But then, no, it wasn't. The head was a separate because they kind of look alike. So I was a little bit confused. It was fun. I had, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed getting to know the theories a little bit more and Barta beating up a sexist pig <laughs> who flirted with her. Even though he's actually on their side. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Yeah, Mike McCracken, the sexist spy pig. Yeah, Mike. He, he might be like a James Bond-ish type. Actually, I think that's what it is. He's James Bond, basically. Like, because, you know, James Bond is sexist and he's kind of a pig. And he's he's there to, like, you know, kind of get rid of Dr. Evil in a way, because this the head is a Dr. Evil type of a character. Right. Dr. Evil is such a perfect comparison, too, because the head is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird and, and silly. Uh, kind of childlike and dreamlike. Yeah. I should say that the head, I don't think the head ever appears again. I don't think we ever see this whole conspiracy thing again but the head is this guy who's like the head of the spy ring whose head has been transplanted 
or his brain has been transplanted to this mobile cube thing that he lives inside. There's no explanation of how any of this works. It looks bizarre as hell, too. Yeah. Like there's this head on this trolley that he somehow is moving around. And there's other parts where it seems like the thing is flying too. The head is flying. And yet yeah. <laughs> there's actually a part I wrote this down. Uh, he actually explains why he's flying. He's all like, I'll have to leave my wheels and switch to air jets. <laughs> air jets. This might be observed from many angles, place to turn. <laughs> it's like, this is why I'm doing it, because I gotta look at it from different angles. Because Kirby has to justify it just a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> he has to justify like like he doesn't really need to tell his henchmen like he doesn't owe them anything he's like hey guys just to let you know <laughs> i'm gonna leave the wheels i'm gonna have to go on like fire or jet air jets because i i kind of want to see the whole thing is that, if that's cool with you guys <laughs> it's no problem if i fly right i'll have to do this yeah uh, maybe he's just always on the tracks and he wants them to be like aware that he's yeah. flying or something. Don't be alarmed, guys. This is normal. I'm, I'm just, it's okay. I'm just, gonna check out, I'm just gonna check out a different angle. I know I don't do this a lot, but everything is normal, especially everything else in my life is normal. Like the fact that I'm a head on a crawl. <laughs> I have no body. Yeah, for some reason, I translated my brain into one head into a trolley instead of just walking around like you guys. It's a trolley too. It's like this weird kind of thing that fly, that goes on tracks, but then it also is flying. I guess because of the jets. Yeah. And it's also implausible too. He gets stuck in this spaceship thing at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, right, they, I, they, they're going to launch the or the uh, plague gas that this organization has into orbit, mm -hmm. and somehow Scott tricks it, tricks the head into flying into the spaceships because of course he does. Yep. Of course. Why not? Yeah. And then blows him up. I wanted to see more of the head. I really did. Does he show up in any in DC again, you think? Is his name Tinkerer or Tinker Shot? He introduced Yeah, I wonder what his name is. I forgot what his name is. I didn't get his name. Uh yeah, welcome to the humble tinker shop of the World Protective League. I'm literally head of the organization. I think his name is just Ted. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, I'm literally <laughs> <laughs> see this hand? It's called hand. I don't call it anything else, it's just hand. <laughs> but Kirby's art in this issue is beautiful. The full page on page six of this crazy underground laboratory. Like the detail in it is so fun. It's got a little bit of Kirby crackle in the sky up above them in this cavern or something. It's got yeah. the Kirby machinery in it. And it I love, yeah, I love page six. That's just so cool. I don't even know. Like there's like Kirby crackle even in the cave. Yeah, I'm trying to figure figure out how there's Kirby crackle in the cave. And then later on when the rocket ship lifts off, it looks like a blast through the rock. Mm -hmm. But I guess I shouldn't ask you any questions about this issue. Yeah, he's drawn toward the rocket too. Like he, this head doesn't have a lot of control over things. He does and he doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
he, he flies along, but he gets sucked up by the jets and Scott outsmarts him, even though he's just ahead. The head should be the smartest thing around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. He's too arrogant because he just thinks he's too smart. He's like Mojo Jojo on the Powerpuff Girls or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, things are like recent ones too. Like, he is like Dr. Evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's his plan makes just as much sense. Mm -hmm. So we something we see something in this issue that we've never seen before that I can really think of, which is Scott as an action hero. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he beats yeah. up the spies all throughout the issue. Like even the issue where he gets held prisoner inside the office building, he never fights anybody. Mm -hmm. It's kind of bizarre to see Scott like kicking people and making action hero jokes. Will he say, let me lend a foot to this or something? Some stupid uh -huh. comment like that. I get a kick out of meeting people I don't like as he's kicking them. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of puns here. There are a lot of puns. Such a bunch of dad humor. But isn't it weird to see Scott fighting? Yeah, that was surprising too. Yeah, because I, I noticed like he was... Um... I mean, obviously he can fight. We know he he was trained by the best on Apocalypse. One thing I had a question on page four, I noticed that one of the ward balloons bled into the next panel, panel from panel one to panel two. I wonder if that was on purpose or it's just that they he's so verbose that he couldn't um, fit it all in. We haven't actually seen that before, have we? No, because like you know, it says like you know, you shall, you uh, all nation agents are getting increasingly ingenious, and then like uh, Mr. Miracle, like what is this place? That's like in the next panel. Yeah, and there's the balloon that spans between them. I wonder if they just couldn't squeeze it in. They didn't want to cover up that gun in the in the panel or something. Or I thought maybe I mean yeah, that's probably it. But it's interesting in that like maybe it's another way of including two panels in one. Which is yeah, kind of cool. and then I had that note about the literally the head of the organization, Mister Pun. <laughs> I just think that's then, so, uh, he's such a ridiculous visual that it's like impossible not to love him. Yeah, the other thing is this is actually not related to the comic. It's actually my mental state right now. So obviously we're going through the pandemic right now. On page seven, panel two. I noticed one of the henchmen was wearing a face mask, you know, a surgical mask that we wear during the pandemic. And he's not wearing it properly. His nose is out. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I think I'm noticing these things a lot as I go <laughs> walks and hikes. And uh, I just noticed that with the henchman. That really made me angry at the henchman. He's like the jerk you see at the at the hiking trail wearing the mask under his nose. That's hilarious. I know, dude. So like, yeah, obviously this this henchman is not really doesn't really care about other people's health. <laughs> um, and then on page eight, um, Mad Harriet, her claws remind me of Wolverine. I wonder if there's anybody else before her who had claws as weapons, kind of like Wolverine. And she uses it to break the glass. So it's kind of like well, even before Wolverine, there was a Wolverine. I was thinking that too. It is, it's very Wolverine for her to, to pull out her claws there. She even, she even has this little snick sound. Oh, interesting. Is that right? Oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Wow. That's got to just be a coincidence. Well, I mean, you assume the people who drew Wolverine knew about <laughs> Kirby. You would Trimpy. guess. But I don't think Trimpy did the Snick, right? Like Snick came in probably in the 80s, 90s. So this comic came out, uh, it was cover dated September 72. So it was two years before the before Wolverine debuted. Is that right? Wolverine was 74? I thought it was later. It's interesting. No, 74. Yeah, it's, so I mean, that's, it's really interesting. It's like, even if Kirby tries not to, doesn't try to have influence on a character, he still has influences on him. That's so funny. It's like such an almost arbitrary thing for someone to, for Kirby to influence on. But there he is again. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, so it looks like the issue with, with Wolverine's first appearance first was in uh, August 1974. Appeared on the stands August 74. Yeah, I would probably think though that like Wolverine's like claws didn't really become an issue until later, right? Probably. Yeah, not till he was actually getting X Men and stuff. So maybe one of the writers later on brought that up. So that was that was another note I had, and then that is such a funny coincidence, Amir. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I think we talked about Mike McCracken, the flirty James Bond type of, you know, pig that Barta beats up. I enjoyed that part. Yeah. Yeah, he's clearly like drawn to be an action hero too. I mean, he's muscular. He's, he looks strong. I'm not sure why he's wearing purple pants, but maybe that's <laughs> just the way they drew him. <laughs> orange shirts. Orange. Yeah, he's... He kind of clashes. I guess that might be a jacket. Could be a jacket. Yeah, but he, it's uh, I guess he might be the uh, he's like the meathead ogre, I guess. But yeah, it's it cool. Uh, they team up, and then, and then I, I gotta say, you're right. He doesn't just flirt with. He doesn't just flirt with Barda when he puts his hand under her chin yeah. and like strokes her chin. That's like actually creepy. Yeah, it is. That now, especially like, is that the way, if that's the way men treated women who they didn't even know in the yeah. 1970s, that's really fucking creepy. Yeah. Doesn't he call her a doll too? Yeah. I think there's a point where I, I tried to find where he calls her a doll, but. Flirting with pretty females is only natural for the male. Yeah. I, I was worried about Kirby going into like, uh oh, Kirby's gonna get sexist here, and he he doesn't. He has no, just the opposite, right? Yeah, Barda kicks his ass, and then other people are all like, "Let me get him! Don't you know? Don't kill him because I want to beat beat his ass too." And I mean, the, we've said this all throughout, Mister Miracle. The women in in this comic are great fighters; mm -hmm. they're the equal of any man at the time. These are some of the strongest female the hero, not female. These are the, like some of the strongest heroines we've ever seen in comics yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like I can't think of any other woman characters who even match Barda. Yeah. I've talked about this a few times. I keep struggling to think of anyone who's like her. I mean, in superhero comics, what's the closest like Wonder Woman? And even Wonder Woman, I'm always having issues with her. Like just the way she dresses, like 
yeah, I, I need to go to battle with my The closest would be the Wonder Woman from this time period, because this is that's when she was depowered and was using Kung Fu. Oh, to okay. Fight, to fight the will her crazy villains. Oh, is that oh, okay? Interesting. But like, oh, mm-hmm. she might be the only one I can think of. Maybe recently now. Now they. Well, now it's different, right? Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. So it's just so strange. Start thinking about it. Um, I loved also the the battle at the end there when that the scientist is trying to get away. Looks like he's hopping along the ground or something, which is wacky mm-hmm. thing on page eighteen. Yeah. And then Barter just very casually pulls this giant mechanism out of the wall and throws it at him. Looks like she's not even trying hard in that middle panel on page 18. She just like grabs it like you might grab your cell phone or something. And it's like a picture, you know, like it's really good physical. The physics of it is really fun to see. Like the way she throws it, you know what she did. She swung it around and threw it all the way down there. It looks like it actually makes sense in the context of, of the larger scene. Mm-hmm. Like Kirby yeah. just does a great job setting that up and making it all pay off really smartly. Yeah, it's like goofy running though. It's like the hopping yeah. along, you know, it's like the Kirby goofy run, which is not necessarily natural, but it's fun to see. Is he like got frog powers or something? Is that why yeah, he's yeah. hopping along? I, I, that's how Kirby draws. I don't necessarily think he does, right? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't know, right? These people all have... That's the great thing about Kirby, actually, I, I, is that, like, there's always a feeling that all these characters have stories behind them. Mm-hmm. Everyone you run into, like, in this issue, we don't know anything about the spy agency or the other spy agency he thinks Scott is part of. We don't know anything about Mike McCracken. We don't know anything about the head. We don't know anything about the scientists. It's, like, all this stuff that Kirby creates as a throwaway unconnected to everything and that's kind of the genius of Kirby it's like this creativity that just gone wild yeah yeah it's just what I love about his work yeah and then finally Thaddeus's son shows up I thought he might be a villain but it doesn't look like it I think he's a good guy I was going to talk about that because so if I know you and me or you love the ending right the family gets back together yeah it's pretty cool I love it too. And, and I, uh, the final panel of Oberon holding on to Scott and Barda's hands, like, oh, my family is back, is so sweet to me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a little bit surprised by the way Oberon dresses, though. I mean, he's from Earth and he dresses weird. It's a weird outfit. And, and considering, like, he's just cleaning the house. Is wearing this weird matching kind of elf costume. Yeah. With gloves. Yeah. I usually wear gloves when I'm sweeping my living room. Yeah. Or like a dress. <laughs> yeah. Or like an elf costume, not a dress. But. Well, like I might be, I might wear my shorts, but I'm not sure I'm going to wear a big wide belt and a tunic kind of thing on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I'm cleaning house. You know, uh, it's just, it's just weird, right? This is what he does every day. Maybe he's just depressed. He wants to feel like he can yeah. project himself into their world. Because, I mean, before I read this, I always thought Oberon, just the way he looks and the size and dresses was from, you know, like a new god or something. Mm-hmm. But a new genesis. But 
Yeah, it's so weird that he's actually from Earth. And he's the one who's super eccentric. <laughs> he is. I wonder how old he is. Well, no, I'm not sure it has anything to do with anything. I just think, uh, like, I wonder how depressed he is just hanging out at home. Yeah. Just look flipping through the pages, I don't think he has any other outfits other than the ones that look like that. <laughs> he just has different colors of that whole elf costume. And maybe it's like a, you know, uh, a carny, carny type of thing. Oh, he's wearing the same costume in the next issue. Yeah, I just saw that, yeah. Cool. That was a good issue. We saw, we get to meet Ted. I wonder, like, it doesn't look like he's mad that they took over his dad's business. I'd be pretty mad if somebody, I come home and I like, oh yeah, we took over your dad's business. Would you, if they did a decent job, do you think you'd be mad? I don't know. I'm just trying to be a contrarian. <laughs> so if you were, if you're a mere Malik poor super escape artist and you were off on some year long vacation, I came in and I took over your super escape artist business. I did okay with it. Would you be mad at me or would you say, hey, Jason, thanks for keeping my business going? Um, well, that's he's pretty, not. That's a pretty artist. far-fetched idea, by the way. That's he's really, a, really far-fetched. He's actually, Ted Brown is not a skate artist. He's actually a PR person. Yeah. So he doesn't, they didn't really take it. So what's helpful to him is like, now he can take over, be their manager or something. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. Oberon's excitement almost kind of bounces off the page. You can just feel how happy he is on that last page to, to be around his friends again. Mm -hmm. He missed them so much. They brought so much life to his life. Mm -hmm. yeah. this is what we're all going to feel like around May when we can go out to a restaurant and not be concerned, get yeah. together with friends. Or the conventions, like maybe at a Heroes Con. Oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine how excited you'll be? Yeah, that'd be cool. That's one of my first trips, conventions. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I just miss seeing my friends in public. Mm -hmm. But this is a great issue. Not the greatest issue. Definitely arbitrary as hell. Yeah. It's got a few great moments, though. And uh, this is a lot of what the, the second half of the Mr. Miracle run is like. Mm. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to... Uh, learning about Shiloh Foreman, is it called? Charlotte? Shiloh Norman, yeah. Shiloh Norman, yeah. Oh, I can tell you that Oberon has a yellow suit, too. Yeah, I, I saw that one, too, yeah. In issue 12, he has a yellow suit. Oh, we're already, we're two-thirds of the way there, almost. Yeah, I think we're going to have fun with this, with the second half, too. Cool, awesome. Oh, thank you.